What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Whiskey Web and Whatnot Live Edition from Phoenix, Arizona, in the conference room where the current temperature is 73.7. Yeah, the 0.7 matters, you know, because <laughs> if you were just like 0.1 or 0.2, you'd probably be chilly. Yeah, I'm 0.4 degrees too warm right now, but that's okay. Yeah, we can, um, we can dial it in. Yeah. If you didn't know, I'm Robbie and that's Chuck. If this yeah. is your first episode, I'm going to apologize up front. Yeah, we are out of time for this episode. It's going to be short. Yep. And we thanks had for a, listening. We had a <laughs> we had a couple margaritas beforehand, mm. so you know it goes where it goes. Yeah. Turns out uh, doing this in person ill advised. Yeah, that's okay. Let's start with the whiskey, so we make sure we get that in. Perfect. That's what most people care about. Uh, Joseph Magnus. It is triple cask finished. It is 100 proof, so it's essentially bottled, bottled in bond. Medium batch number 218, bottle 176. They won't tell us about the mash bill. Apparently it's very secret. Thank you, Joseph. But it is finished in sherry and cognac casts. Cognac. 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 So yeah. Cognac. Cognac. That's what I say. <laughs> in Kentucky, we call it cognac. I don't even know why you use that stuff. I think it's French. <laughs> That's what Hennessy is, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. See, I know a thing. <laughs> so pour that one. Mm, it has a sweet smell to it. I definitely get the whole. Do I fill this cup up? <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, yeah, if it happens to be the video clip, you should. It's a large water glass because uh, I, we can't afford two whiskey glasses. So Not in the same location. No, it's very difficult. So, hmm. yeah. So mm, getting some sweetness. Sweet. Yeah. Smells like strawberry. Mm. Maybe that's the water I had in it before. <laughs> <laughs> that should be very accurate tasting. It's pretty mild. No, I think it does taste a little, little bit like strawberry. Mm. Like the tiniest amount. I don't know. You don't get any of that? I feel like it's a stretch if I say yes now. Mm. So All right, then I'm not sure. But I do get a little bit of fruitiness. Mm-hmm. Maybe more like a strawberry jam, kind of. You know, yeah. some sweet, some like that. Yeah. Okay, I could dig that. I'll yeah. get in. I'll get on that. I also feel like a little, I don't know, like, well, I don't know why I always default to like more bittery rinds, but like a lemon rind a little bit. Well, not lemon, sorry, lime rind. You think that's the margarita left from mm-hmm. lunch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> could be that. And it has a little bit of like syrupiness in the middle. And then it, the finish is a little weird for yeah. me though. I'm getting a like leathery kind of finish, mm-hmm. almost like a young... It's supposed to be a 12-year, maybe? Supposed, mark. Supposedly. So it doesn't feel like a 12-year in that sense. Like, yeah, the finish it does feels feel young. young. Yeah. But it also, yeah, it, it has, like, a little bit of pepper. Like, not black pepper, maybe. Maybe, like, a white pepper. Or, mm. like, it's, like, not that peppery. A little different than, like, just grinding black pepper. But something similar. I think our palates are becoming more sis- mm. uh, sophisticated. Sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have another, yeah. Mr. Carpenter. We'll be able to... Pronounce cognac here soon. <laughs> yeah, before you know. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. I think it's interesting. It's not bad. I don't know if I love it. I wouldn't say I dislike it. It's okay. Actually, I think this could do with maybe a couple of drops of water or even a, a nice cube. Yeah, I think this has a lot of potential. Yeah, I don't know what the correct amount of water or, or ice might be, but I'm tasting a lot of things that I think are on the right track to mm-hmm. where I'm going to say... This is a 6.5. Nice. Oh, nice. See, I was vacillating in the five to six range. Mm. So like above average, 
but not amazing, has potential. Like maybe if I tried it again, well, it opens up a little bit or in one of these other ways, it might bump up for me. But me, I'm more, I'm going to go five, five since we're okay. going to do these halves. We'll just even it at, at six, six. Yeah, six. We can agree yeah. on six. <laughs> cool. All right. So we have some very scientific and technical topics for today. Yes. If I can find my notes here, let's see. So we're playing a game today mm-hmm. called, is it a JS package? And if so, what does it do? And we're basically using lots of grocery items here. Yeah, so a, the first one is avocado. Okay. Let's take a guess. Is it a JavaScript package? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Too. Avocado is so, so are we just looking on npm.org or? Yeah. Don't look yet though. Like okay. decide what it does okay. first. Right. Um, makes bread delicious. I don't, um, let's see here. Um, yes. It's probably like a companion package to like toast JS mm. to do something. So you get avocado toast. That's my guess. Yeah. That's clever. Depends <laughs> on how old it is, but let's see. Yeah. Okay. Let's check. Wait, I'm checking. Or just cause yeah. you are, you, we don't want your keyboard types. Okay. But what if you can't spell avocado? Oh, okay. So there's a few. There's a vector. Is there call? one that's .js though? Like do avocado.js just in Google. Oh. See what it gives you. Just, yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. It's not really .js though, unfortunately. But it is a command line tool that optimizes Android XML files. That sounds hmm. terrible for us. Oh, wait, here we go. There is an avocado.js. It's a 2020 package too, which I feel like is a little more in line. Programming JavaScript in a selfish environment. That's another one I came across. This one has no description. All uh, right. Enough time on that one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Nothing interesting. It wasn't good enough for us. All right. The next pepper. Yeah. I mean, that's generic enough. That's got to be a package. Right? I'll say yes, too. You can go like, you know, spicy peppers or pepper grinds and all that yep. kind of stuff. So it's some sort of seasoning or whatever to something else. So what would it yeah. be to? I would say it's going to be like a very small react type of thing. Like yeah. pepper in a little reactivity into your or HTML. Or like pepper UI library or some yeah. component library, something like that. Yeah, small bits that you can pepper into your code. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Pepper.js, pepper applications as native client. Wait, wait, Okay. Pepper is a JavaScript library that enables the compilation of native Pepper applications into JavaScript using mscripten. Never mm. heard of most of these things, but yeah. um, okay. mscripten. But it, it allows you to use Pepper components and compile them to JavaScript. So, hmm. all right, Something, interesting. Somebody. Well, these but, haven't been that fun yet. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you were expecting so much more. Yeah. How about bread? Yeah, yeah. Is there a sandwich library or something like that? Well, that's right. later in the list here. No, We're going to okay. see if sandwich is one. <laughs> if not, we should create sandwich. Yeah. And it will use bread and ham.js to make <laughs> an application. Ham.js almost sounds like ham jam or something. Yeah. Like ham. yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I actually already saw the, the bread one. So. Oh, so you're a cheater. Well, that was the first one I looked up when I was starting writing these. Oh, wow. There's a bread. What, what do you think it does? Diet. Or did you look it up already? Oh, it's just, it's too late. Okay. <laughs> Help developers who want to include animations or some interaction. How is that? Like, how does Canvas become bread? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's just keep going through these. Butter. 
Yes, because I just saw a thing, a quick start guide of bread butter, you know, and bread and butter <laughs> would be like, what's your bread and butter? Okay, so they actually made it yeah. like two together. All right. Yeah, bread and Did butter you see I what o. it does? I will now. I'm going to say, no, actually, I don't know. I don't know what butter does. <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> in mind. delicious. Yes. Yeah. First of all, smooth momentum scrolling effects. Smooth like butter. Okay. I like that. There this you is go. The there you go. So far. Yeah. Bread animations with. Smooth scrolling butter. That's actually really good. Yeah. I like that. Take a canvas. Define a filter for which pixels get sorted and which don't. Now, that wasn't very sexy. But smooth like butter animations. That, All right. that tracks for me. Cool. All right. Scone.js. It probably is something that like goes with coffee script would be my guess. Yeah, if it I was exists. about to say that because I feel like scones have kind of gone out of favor yeah. right, these days. And so if there's a scone library, it's, it's, it's older. It's like yeah. a jQuery plugin or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. jQuery plugin for coffee script. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. J, scone JS common examples. That's not good. Scone package health analysis. Okay. Makes developing node apps that use CoffeeScript and Stylus easier. Stylus, I forgot all about that. Mm -hmm. I'm merging the coffee and Stylus commands. When Stylus was cool, scones were cool too. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little while. Scones get, you know, a bad rap, but... Hey, they're tasty, depending on the flavor. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Soup.js. Yeah, but again, I feel like it's an older thing. Like, I don't know. You know, like... Something about organizing or JS and good with so it's not like alphabet soup or something. I don't know. That's mm. what I think. Like, I got nothing on what it might do. Let's see if it's a thing. Again, when open source call Flutter using Twilio. That's not cool. Oh, here's from 2016. Stream based state management for React built on RxJS. Hmm. So, okay. It's from like six years ago, but. Well, it would not have been what I would have thought of. If it's, I guess it's like pouring soup, stream-based. Beautiful soup in Python. See, that's kind of what, okay, web parser and JavaScript, like beautiful soup in Python. Somebody was like asking about a thing. I feel like that package from forever ago is what was making me think about. So far, all these are things. Yeah, I think they all will be because they're all pretty generic. Yeah. All right, burrito JS. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it will be. I'm hoping that it's like wrap your components in like some sort of interactivity layer or like thing that combines everything. Like yeah. it's wrapping in a tortilla. Yes. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. It takes tortilla JS and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tortilla JS and refried beans. <laughs> yes. Hold on here. Okay. Uh burrito makes it easy to do crazy stuff with JavaScript AST. Super useful if you want to roll your own stack traces. Ah, roll your own. Ah, uh, there we go. There uh, we go. Yeah, so somebody's done a thing there. That's yeah, Neato Burrito, JavaScript <laughs> Promises, and Async Await. It's hmm. a little bit of an older one, too. But uh, yeah, okay, clever. Kind of better. All right. We got four more. Okay. Ham.js. I mean, yeah. But will it be about ham or... H-A-M. Can I use, right, yeah, that's true, <laughs> like the acronym or the deli yeah. meat? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go it's the deli meat. I'm going to go the acronym. If it is the acronym, that is like, what, how are you going to go ham in your code? I don't know. I mean, for some people, that would be tabs versus spaces or no semicolons. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it ham. like tree shakes really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard as a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't think that, uh, can you use ham.js and pineapple.js on your pizza? Ooh, on pizza.js? I don't know. I think pizza.js is for MySQL. Mm. <laughs> I have okay. no idea. 
From 2013, Ham is a, another Alt.js language similar to CoffeeScript. Ham is different, that it's written as a PEG. I don't know what that means, but somebody was really smart 10 years ago, I guess. Hmm. Ham script. Ham script. Coffee okay. script. It doesn't have the same kind of like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like the play on Java and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ham's not straightforward. What if I go capital H-A-M? <laughs> no. Okay. Is, is a Google search no. going to be case sensitive? No, Probably not. not. No, but it's okay. All right. Stake JS. It allows you to make uh, rare, really good code interactions. I don't know. <laughs> You're reaching. Uh, uh, yeah, like... Um, or it makes your app well done. done right. Yeah. Yes, like, but that's still not really saying what it does. Like, what it's stake. You know, stake is the, the meat to your app potatoes. And maybe it's like some sort of state management thing. I feel like we keep defaulting to that, though. I'm, like, I'm going to say a testing library. Okay. Put a stake in the ground. S-T-A-K-E. E-A-K. A-K-E. Well, first of all, I keep coming up with like J's stakes and subs and stuff like that. So it turns out this one's a little tougher. But Did you stake.js? I did. And that's not the number. Okay, so there's stakes init. Yeah, somebody tried in 2015 to create a repo about it, but it does nothing. This might be the one that's available. Oh, not a package? Yeah. I can look in NPM just to make sure. Yeah. Stake machine. Yes. Stake.js just says stakes init. <laughs> Stake machine is a simple state machine who like their states medium rare. There you go. That's about it. Steakhouse right. UI kit. So basically there's no stake.js. Yeah. I'd say it's up for grabs if anybody is going down that path. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Uh Sandwich JS. That's definitely one. That's definitely one. I mean, you can use so many other libraries to make your sandwich. It still qualifies. Mm-hmm. Wait, here's the thing. This is my controversial hot take around these things. If I use hot dog JS and bun JS, I mean, is it a sandwich or not? I say yes. I say no. What if you just put it on bread instead of a bun? And I'll have context around that later. Yeah, no, I think. Okay, we'll go back. We can come back to it. But yeah, let's is sandwich JS a thing. I, I think yes. I think it's let's see. What will it do? I don't know. Not much since 2012, apparently. The NPM package is an iterator generator for getting ordered combinations of items, which is no longer needed because you have uh sets or ordered, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Last so published ten years ago, so yeah. That was disappointing. All right. Last one. Beef JS. <laughs> Versus like steak.js, beef JS. I mean, I'm going to always say yes, especially anything that's like four letters, four or five oh, letters. Oh, true. Like small. Somebody's going to just jump on that. And then, you know, the meaty bits of your code. But what does it do? It's like, um, I think it's going to be uh, for adding event handlers. Mm, so I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it's a, uh, a math library. Okay. <laughs> for no good. The Browser Exploitation Framework Project. Beefproject.com was the first thing that came up. And then beefproject forward slash beef. It's short for the Browser Exploitation Framework. So it's Mm. just an acronym for them. It's a pen testing tool. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. 
That's at least logical. There's nobody like doing a play on beef so far. <laughs> Where is it? That's what I want to know. Where is the beef? You wouldn't get that joke. Oh, it's an 80s it's, commercial. It's what's for dinner. Oh, yeah, there's that. But there was like the uh, old ladies in the, I think it was a Wendy's commercial in the yeah. 80s. And they'd be like, where's the beef? No, I, I remember. I mean, I probably wasn't around for the original, but I remember that like being a thing. Right. Okay. There you go. That's really all it was. So, excellent. all right. So that was not not as exciting as I thought it could have been. I but, enjoyed uh, it. I'm sorry that your you know, no, it was tolerance fine. for humor is much <laughs> higher or something. So you sent me another random JavaScript thing. And it's, uh, oh, yeah, what the F JavaScript, yeah. WTFJS? WTFJS, yeah. Yeah. That's a GitHub repo. It's uh, Denny's Dove. I don't know what the what this person's name Denny's is. Denny's Doven? Denny's Doven. If you go to his profile. It's almost like live coding. I never thought I would be good at that either. But uh, D-N-Y-S and then last name D-O-V-H-A-N. Oh, it's from Ukraine. Uh, yeah. Contributed from the Ukraine. So. Respect. Best of luck, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just some weird stuff, and not all of it is really that weird. But we're going to just try to, like, look at random ones and see if the other person knows the answer. So I'm going to ask you in Italiano, because it is translated in a number of languages. Well, then I, I definitely won't know the answer. Yeah. Spaghetti. <laughs> Pasta. Yeah, all Italian words. Cacio e pepe. Cacio e pepe. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> you got to get the T in there. ZZ as a mm-hmm. T. Pizza. So anyway, do you want to ask me a, an actual one? Yeah, I'll just pick a random one, hopefully, that you didn't see. Okay, let's see here. So, yeah, like, how am I supposed to ask this as a question? I don't know. Like, if it's a thing that evaluates to a thing, like, see if I know what it evaluates to. Array equity is a monster. <laughs> it's kind of true though yeah because it's like truthy to truthy especially like a bunch of these are double equals and not triple equals so obviously your comparison operator is different but you mean ask you one you got one sure i don't know let's see i'm just answering in my head it doesn't help if we don't pass any arguments into the number constructor what is the value you get zero and then, uh, yeah. And then if it you pass in undefined, you get not a number. Kind of weird, right? That's weird. Yeah, I would have thought anything passed in would be, or when, like anything falsy, mm-hmm. would have given you zero. That's what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's see. I thought this would be a good one, but it's well, I'll ask it either way. It's asking, is this multiple inheritance? And it says new class F extends. Parentheses, string, comma, array. Okay. So it's like extends and then parentheses and two things. It says, is that multiple inheritance? No. Yeah, it says no. Because the grouping in the parentheses always returns the last argument. So it's only extending that one thing. Gotcha. Which is kind of a weird thing. It is a weird thing. I can't say that I actually knew the answer. I just was making my best guess based. I wasn't sure like the last thing. Well, you can't extend two things. Yeah, exactly. So you would have to like have one class that extends another and then a third class that extends the second one to like merge them all. Right. Uh, Let's see. Well, what are you doing? Going back to the table of contents. I mean, you, you asked me one, but I'm trying to find another one. 
Yeah. And it's interesting stuff. So I suggest to the listeners to come and like check out this repo because oh, yeah. there's some funny things. It kind of reminds me of, uh, so there's a site called uh, JS Fuck. And you basically, as you like, shows you a bunch of examples of how to like program things out using like three characters. And uh, you can enter in normal functions and it'll turn it into this JS fuck thing. And um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, I'm like, must be too far down or something. These aren't like questions, dots and spreading. I mean, kind of know this is an old thing. Not many programmers know about labels in JavaScript. They are kind of interesting. I know nothing about labels in JavaScript. Yeah. What is the question? <laughs> I mean, it's not really a question, I guess, because it says the labeled statement is used with break or continue statements. You know yeah, and like about? a switch statement where you call it like what the case name is. It's or actually like into a key value where the value is a uh, is an object. And then in there, though, you're putting break statements, which I... That's weird. Mm, weird. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. So it's like the example is, you know, the value is a, an object, and then you console log, and it shows the first, and then you do break the name, the label. So that's the, the key is the label, and you say break this thing, and then it won't show the next console log. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's a little peculiar, but, you know, it's a thing. All right, ask me something, I guess, if you find questions. Okay, yeah, I've... Two to ask you here. I mean, it's the same question, but okay. So empty, just quotes. Okay. Right. Okay. Dot split quotes. What do you get? I guess you would just get an empty array. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So then if you do empty quotes dot split empty quotes again, but with a space in the empty quotes. Oh, what do you get? I think you get, I think you'll get a null in your array. You get apparently an array with just two quotes in it, like an empty string in the array. Yeah, okay. Which is a weird, that's very weird. I don't understand how that happens. Yeah. Because I it's wouldn't like, think, how do you find one? You're essentially saying split by space and there's no and space. There aren't any, yeah. So that's why I thought maybe null, but. Yeah, okay. that's very weird. Yeah. Let's see. It says, this is expected behavior. Its responsibility is to divide the input string every time a separator occurs in that input. When you pass an empty string, it'll never find a separator and thus return that string. So I guess the same would be true if the string were hot dog. Yeah. And you said split on empty string, it would just return hot dog. Yeah, I guess. I guess is what they're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Can arrow functions be a constructor? I'm going to say no, because this context would get messed up. Boom. There you go. Yeah, because it's all already inferred there, so. It's what makes them appealing, especially for your components, arrow function components. Would you love those? Nope. Well. Okay, so it says if you declare a class which extends null, so class like foo extends null, Okay. and then you try to do new foo, like instantiating the class, and then do instance of null, mm. what do you get? <laughs> That's a tricky one. That's a good. Uh, it's actually now that I'm like reading more question. about it. Yeah. It is. Uh, it seems like that's been fixed. So it's. But it used to be. It give you would give you an error that says function is not a function. Oh yeah, um, I never would have. No, I never would have. Yeah. Got that. But they say it's been fixed now, so there shouldn't be a problem with it. So never mind. 
Well, Let's see your I didn't read further down. There's a bunch of math ones in here. You know, I liked the .js exercise, and this one is feeling less <laughs> sexy to me. Well, we can stop and, and go to whatnot because we don't have a ton of time left here. I suppose that's true. Anyway, I do still recommend folks check it out. There's some interesting little peculiarities of the language there that uh, even people that have been doing it a while aren't necessarily aware of. An alert from hell. This is literally from hell. <laughs> yeah, so it's this like weird Hell.js? You know, it's like, okay, so it's like an ar- array with numbers 666 in it and then like some other arrays with some like crazy string things going on. And then that gets function functioned out to 666 and then it just alerts. So it's basically the right characters to do an alert of 666. Mm, okay. Yeah, alert from hell. That doesn't seem all that crazy. It's kind of funny. Um, all right. So golfing. Yeah. We is, did that. Mm, <laughs> not the ones that I've enjoyed in the past. Like, well, I wanted to play foot golf for quite some time. Still hasn't come to fruition. I played disc golf many times. Enjoyed that. That's an easy one. You carry a cooler of beer around, throw some Frisbees out of its chains. Yeah, what's not to like, right? right? Do they have courses for that, though? All over, yes, actually. I thought it was just, like, a few things with chains. Oh, no, there's, they have like, like full-on courses, like, a like 18, 18 holes Oh, wow, stuff. okay. Yes, yeah, nine and 18-hole courses. We have a few of them here. I played a lot in Kentucky, you know, like, throwing through the woods and across creeks and crap like that. But, uh, yeah, there's a bunch here. Oftentimes around bodies of water, for whatever reason, they're mm. like, how do we get some free Frisbees? Yeah, I was going to say, so you lose your Frisbee and have to buy more? Oh, there you go. Uh, they're all in collusion. But uh, yeah, so here we go. Robbie and I yesterday tried real golf. And uh, I mean, it's not as frustrating as I expected it to make me feel. I don't like not being good at sports, so this is just a, a problem in general. But I accepted that that's what we're going into. Like, this isn't going to be great, and I'm going to lose 34, 34 balls. And I think I lost 33, so <laughs> it was already... <laughs> Under par for my own yeah. performance. It, you couldn't have lost more than 18. Did you use more no, than know. one per? I'm not literally counting. I no, don't I actually know. take any of these things into true consideration. Yeah. But We probably each lost probably like 12 to 15 balls, I would say. That's there were probably a few times where I was like, oh, well, this is an anomaly. I didn't lose a ball on this hole. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, I jumped in and out kind of at my whim, especially after I'd say the first nine yeah. Like I'm going to maybe not always drive. I'm always going to putt. Yeah. So. Yeah. I decided I was going to always drive regardless of losing balls. So I was like, probably, yeah, probably at least 15 of the 18. I would hit it and it would go way off to one side. I would lose it. Yeah. But there were a few where I did pretty well. So, yeah, that's true. You, I, I would, I concede that I think you outperformed me on the golf course. And that's okay. I can live with that. Our putt game was very equal, though. Yeah. I did get the one putt in one. That's true. So, And I got, like, two drives that went kind of straight. But I never got to, like, finish a whole hole. And you you obviously did. That wouldn't be obvious to anyone else. But Yeah, I had several uh, where it took me probably 10 to 15 strokes from the beginning to get there. But I was determined that I'm going to make that. So, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it was fun. I think it, the, there was a lot of pressure because there were people behind us. Yeah. So I didn't feel comfy about like taking my time and figuring it out. And then there was like no alcohol. Yeah. Like 
everyone I talked to was like, oh, you got to golf. It's just an excuse to drink all day and hang out. And no. there, there was no alcohol, really. Yeah. Like we got uh, twice in 18 holes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of lose your gusto for it after a little while, too. You're yeah. like, oh, we went through 12 holes before the first, you know, the first time. Yeah. And then the second time, you're like, we're kind of at the end. I guess I'll have one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you need them all at the beginning. So then the rest of the experience is really fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're not like trying to curtail your frustrations at that point. You're sort of like, okay. Yeah. 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 But all in all, I think it was pretty enjoyable. It was a very long day. I think if I had my choice, probably just do nine holes or make sure that you can like break for lunch at nine holes and come back to the other nine. Yeah. Something like that. But that'd be a nice experience because yeah. I think it's so early that, uh, you know, it kind of helps to have that break and a little food. And yeah, okay, now I'm ready to do this again for a bit. Yeah, hey, sure. If I could have taken a break at nine and gotten the sauna, had a little lunch and then come back, I might, you know, might have been like, yeah, this come out getting holes in one on yeah. everyone. Yeah. Crushing it, <laughs> get a massage, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. And then, of course, we're here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice like. Also known as another planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the desert planet of Tatooine. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're like everything you see in movies that is like not an East Coast landscape is somewhere on Earth. And this is one of those places where they've probably filmed some things. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, especially yeah. like down in Tucson and stuff. They used to do uh, spaghetti westerns down there. Mm. Old Tucson Studios. So there's a number of things filmed out there. Um, even not that far from here. What was that movie with like George Clooney, Marky Mark, and Ice Cube? And they were like in Afghanistan during Desert Storm. And I think they, I don't know, but just from that cast, I want to watch it. Oh, now. yeah. Well, it was filmed <laughs> like 45 minutes from here, like towards Tucson, a place called uh, Casa Grande, a good chunk of that. And so they're replicating Afghanistan in the desert there. Or no, Desert Storm wasn't in Afghanistan. I'm, uh, I'm conflating my hmm. my wars. So that would have been in Kuwait. Yeah, in some desert. Kuwait and Iraq. Right? Yeah. So anyway, filmed here. There's a bunch of desert stuff filmed here. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's been nice. We didn't really know what to expect. And then like got off the plane and Caitlin was like, Oh yeah, this is definitely another planet. Like this <laughs> looks so different. Right. A lot of traffic though, and like a lot of people and just sprawling city which is also different than I thought it would be. But I guess there's plenty of desert land to spread into. So Yeah, exactly. Decent amount of that. So like one third of the state, give or take, is is more desert landscape. The other bits, you go up quite a bit elevation, six, 7,000 feet, and, and then you have seasons and a lot of pine trees, things like that. So and the nice part is that you get a little too hot, go up north, cool off some. Yeah, although it's actually a, a nice weather dynamic because it's it is kind of chilly and like actually fall and winter like at times, but then you can eat lunch outside like it's right. warm, <laughs> as you learned today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty nice. Would recommend. Would recommend. Okay, fair enough. That's glad glad to know you're not unwilling to ever return. Yeah, Especially yeah. I mean, we've got to go back to the the steakhouse from last night again because. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> There's steaks all over the country, Robbie. I'm just telling you. Well, that it was pretty good. Though. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we got? Oh, uh, I know. I was going to circle back around for something. Yeah. What was it? A whatnot-ish thing. And what was it? It was one of these things you were asking about. And then I had... Bread JS. Bread, bread JS. Um, I don't know. Burrito JS. You got to take notes on everything. Uh, yeah. You can't drink whiskey and just pretend. Like, oh, the, was it something about scones not being... 
in favor anymore. Burritos. <laughs> Avocados. I'm looking at all these things that we talked about and I've. Oh, God. Is it a thing as you age that memory really goes? I mean, at some point, yes, for a lot of people, but yeah. I'm not sure that I'm in that zone yet. So, no, I think a lot of it is just that everyone has too much technology and it's an instant world. So, our, our brains have become mush. Yeah, they're not exercised enough yeah. for memorization because we have a computer to find us the information. Yeah. Like, I used to be able to focus on things and like, What's the word? Absorb information, learn things like listen to a lecture and like learn something from it. And then now it's like, I'm going to start listening to a thing. Even if it's interesting within like a minute or two, I'm going to be like, okay, I don't know what I'm listening to anymore. I'm thinking about something else. Like, let me pull out my phone and see what it's got on it. So that makes it very hard to anything you think of just goes right out of your brain. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I don't remember any trivia after like 2002. About yes. the time you start to get some kind of smartphone and access yeah. and computers. Yeah, it was. I think it was a little later because there was like that line of some people had smartphones or like you had the ones that were kind of smart and you could like pay for the internet. But mm-hmm. it like, so those, yeah, around that time was kind of the sweet spot of like some people, like even when I got my first iPhone, it was a 3GS at that point. It was new and different, but I wasn't like on it all the time because you're used to like you just use it to text people back like what does the iPhone do that's different I don't know but Apple made it so it's cool but then yeah you just got to this point where it's like everything is like notifications everywhere and got to respond to them so right we got the watches we're just like we're so accessible that's why people get upset if they don't get a text back in 15 minutes or something because they're like well I know you saw it yeah six ways to see it yeah Speaking sure. of notifications, we just got one from Nick asking if he's in the right meeting for happy hour. So I think we're going to have to cut this short and go to happy hour, unfortunately, right. but it's not that short. No, it seems like probably more than enough for most people. Yeah. For the quality of content we baked into this one, this is, this is enough. So thanks everyone for listening. Please give us some ratings and reviews. Do that five star if you made it this far and still somehow liked this. We'll catch you next time. We've got some guests coming on. That'll be pretty cool. Some people from Super Bass and... Uh, I forget who else. (laughs) But we'll see you then. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. This podcast is brought to you by ShipShape and produced by Podcast Royale. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or two and leave us a rating, maybe a review, as long as it's good. You can subscribe to future episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info about ShipShape and this show, check out our website at shipshape.io.